once again to 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. Hallelujah. We've been talking about, is prosperity real? Come on, is it real? Prosperity is real. Hallelujah. And I truly believe the Lord has given us this teaching to help us develop to the next phase of where we're supposed to be as a church. Let me say it again. I believe the Lord has given us this teaching to help us develop to the next phase of where we're supposed to be as a church. See, your faith must be fed in every area of life. And then you must use your faith in every area to develop in every area. Let me say it again. Your faith must be fed in every area of life. And then you must use your faith in every area to develop in every area. Amen. And many Christians are lopsided in their development. Say that again. Many Christians are lopsided in their development. They They may have strong faith in one area and no faith in another. Amen. Why? Because you have to be fed a balanced diet. Let me say it again. You got to be fed a what? Balanced diet. You got to eat in all the different areas. And see, the Lord knows what we require the most in any given time, and I believe that's the reason he's leading us this way. Come on, are you with me out here? See, the words you've been receiving on these Wednesdays is having more of an impact than than what you really realize. Why? Because the word always does. Say your neighbor, the word always does. And I believe faith is being built in people's hearts. And it's it's beginning to rise. And it's going to be common for us to expect financial miracles. I got got a couple of y'all. Let me say it again. I believe faith is being built in people's hearts. And it's beginning to rise. And it's going to be common. For us to expect financial miracles. And what used to be big to us will begin to look small to us. You'll no longer be shocked at a price tag. (laughs) Okay, y'all didn't want to receive that either. Hallelujah. You know, as you go somewhere and a thousand dollars. (laughs) <laughs> them days are going to be over Amen. you won't even flinch at the price tag amen. come on say amen somebody amen. have you found 1st John chapter 3 verse 2 once again as it says beloved I wish who's I I God <laughs> Love I, <laughs> who is God, <laughs> wish or desire or pray above all things that thou mayest what? Prosper and be in what? Hell. Like we said before, we believe this is God speaking to us. Amen. Come on, did the, did the Lord tell you that his desire above all things is that you would prosper? Amen. Come on, did he say that? Amen. Did the Lord just tell you that he desires above all things that you be in health? Remember those two things now. Are we reading the Bible? Are we reading the Bible? 
Do you take this personally for yourself? Come on, say out loud. The Lord told me it was his will for me to prosper and be in health. Come on, say it again. The Lord told me it was his will for me to prosper and be in health. Come on. And then he told us how it was going to happen. Even as I what? Even as I soul prosper. It happens as our soul prospers. Amen? So you'll be more aware. Some of you probably already are. You'll find yourself being more aware of certain things. You'll see something that before you would hoard. Throw in the drawer. But now you say, I'm getting rid of that. Because why? That's poverty thinking. Oh, some of y'all ain't delivered yet because I ain't getting too much bigger response here. <laughs> Amen. See, all of us are in the process of getting our minds renewed. That we stop thinking broke. We stop thinking broke. Come on. Stop talking broke. And stop acting like a poor person. Amen. When you prosper in your soul, when you prosper in your soul and you begin to see yourself blessed. Y'all look like y'all kind of sleep today. Let me say it again. When you prosper in your soul and you begin to see yourself blessed, see yourself as rich, see yourself as prosperous, then that's how you're going to prosper on the outside. It's going to be even as thy soul Prosperous. So we've been feeding our faith in this area. And once again, we don't base an entire doctrine on one verse. Amen. We know the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is what? Established. So we've been looking at witnesses, witness after witness after witness. And we saw as a witness the names of God. Amen. One was El Shaddai. And it revealed God's nature, his character, and his will. And it means... God is our total what? Source of supply. Then we see where God revealed himself to Abraham as Jehovah Jireh, the God that sees ahead and that provides the supply. Come on, say, my God supplies. Amen. And see, we couldn't find any poverty or lack or brokenness in either of those names. Come on, say amen, somebody. Then we begin to ask other witnesses. Amen. Abraham was a witness. Isaac was a witness. Jacob was a witness. And then we found out Joseph was a witness. See, Abraham knew God, knew a God that blessed him. He knew a God that made him a multi-billionaire. Come on, say amen, somebody. Isaac knew a God who made his daddy one of the richest men in the whole region. Isaac knew a God that gave him a pretty wife. And he started off rich with a pretty wife. Amen. He knew a God that showed him how to reap in one year, 100 fold. Are you with me out here? Jacob knew a God that brought him from a stick. Come on. He had to run away, he had to run away from home because he was a liar, deceiver, and a thief. Come on, say amen, somebody. But that's how he started. Tell your neighbor that's how he started. But he knew a God who revealed himself one night 
when he was sleeping when he was sleeping on the ground with his stick he said this his God said I am the God of your grandpa I am the God of your daddy I am the God that keeps covenant and he says well <clears throat> and I'll bless you and give you all this land that you're laying on come on say amen somebody he knew a God come on he left with a stick and came back with two troops companies of family and employees cows you couldn't even count along with the gold and the silver amen. come on say amen somebody he knew a God that brought him from being a liar and a thief to being a prince with God that's the kind of God he knew what kind of God did Joseph know Joseph was another witness we had Joseph knew a God that gave him a dream about ruling and reigning and it didn't look like it was coming to pass. Why? Because he went from bad to worse. Come on, say amen, somebody. He went from a slave to a jailbird. Amen? amen. amen. But he knew a God who didn't give up on him. Oh, y'all ain't hear me. I, he knew a God who didn't give up on him. He knew a God that brought him from the dungeon to ruling a nation. Amen. Are y'all with me out here? Come on, he knew a God that brought the wealth of the sinner into his hands and made him wealthy beyond his dreams and brought his vision that God gave him years before to pass. Are you with me? So tonight we're going to talk about the God of Israel. And we're talking about the nation of Israel. Amen? Go to Genesis chapter 15. We're talking about God's covenant people Amen. that you see chronicled in the Old Testament. Genesis 15. Because we need to know what kind of God did they know. Amen? Did they know a God that wanted them broke and poor? Or a God of provision? Or a God of riches? Amen? See, the Lord told Abraham, amen, who he, who he, who he had appeared to, who established his covenant with, and this is the establishment of that covenant between God and Abraham in, in Genesis chapter 15. He had told him to get out of your father's house, go to the place that I will show you, and I will bless you, and I'll make you a blessing, and God did it. Did he, did he, or did he not? God did it, right? And next chapter, it said God made him very rich in possession, but here in Genesis 15, 1, notice what it says here. And after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a what? Vision. Saying, fear not, Abram. I am thy what? Shield and what? And thy seeding great reward. Is God a rewarder? Come on, is God a rewarder? What's the book of Hebrews say? He re what's the rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. He's a what? He's a rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. Now, by this time, Abraham was already rich according to today's standards. Are you with me out there? So he says, listen, God, I don't have a son of my own flesh and blood to pass my wealth down to. As it is right now, one of my employees will inherit everything I got. Amen? I'm paraphrasing. But in verse 9 it says, and God said to him, and he said unto him, 
take me a what? Heifer of three years old, and a she goat of three, go three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these and divided them in what? In the midst, and laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he divided he not. Understand this. This is all covenant talk. Somebody say, this is covenant talk. Because that's what we're going to talk about today. Say, this is covenant talk. And then in verse 11, when the thousand heirs came down upon the carcass, Abraham drove them away. Amen. In other words, Abraham did everything the Lord told him to do. And in verse 12, it said, when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, and horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a what? Stranger in the land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them how many years? Four hundred years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterwards shall they come out with what? Come out with what? Come out with great something. Well, think about this now. Does God care about substance? Come on, does he care about stuff? See, some believe God only cares about spiritual things. But what is substance? What is substance? It's stuff. Come on, say amen, somebody. Does God want you to have some stuff? The NIV says... Afterward, they will come out with great possessions. The Living Translation reads, In the end, they will come away with great wealth. Come on. Now, the Lord told Abram this concerning his descendants. Amen. And as they were cutting covenant, the animals were cut in half and laid out. Blood is spilled. Are you with me out there? Then God Almighty comes down and walks in between those has slushing blood. Come on, say amen, somebody. Then he tells his covenant man, there's going to be some bad times for your seed. But, this is covenant talk now. But I'll bring them out. And when they come out, they will not have empty pockets. Tell your neighbor, this is covenant talk. He said, I'm going to bring them out, and when they come out, they will not have empty pockets. This is covenant talk, and God specifically, listen to this now, God specifically included stuff, even though this is rarely talked about. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. He included stuff, listen to this, he included stuff in the deliverance he promised and in the covenant he established, everybody say covenant. covenant. Say covenant. covenant. Now here's a question. Does our covenant with God include possessions? Amen. Does it include prosperity? Amen. Is it part of the covenant? Amen. Then why isn't it preached? Why do people avoid this subject? If it's part of the covenant. 
Come on, listen. It was, and it is, and it will be. Come on, say amen, somebody. Why? Because why? God changes not, especially when it comes to covenant. Come on. He said they will come out with great substance. With what? Go to Psalms 105, 37 again. What does 105, 37 say once again? Now, if you read this whole psalm, this whole psalm goes step by step of how God delivered his covenant people. And at the end of things, it says in verse 37, he brought them forth what? He brought them forth what? Some might say also. Some might say also. Come on, remember he said 400 years. And he did exactly what he said he was going to do. Amen. It says he brought them forth also with what? Silver and gold. Stop right there. Does God care about silver and gold? Are we reading the Bible? Do you realize a large part of the body of Christ do not believe what we're talking about right now? And it's in the covenant. It's in the what? It's in the what? The covenant. He brought them out how? With what? Silver and gold. And there was what? There was what? Not one feeble person among the tribe. Come on. Does this sound like our scripture text? I wish above all things that thou may what? Prosper and be in health. God never changes, folks. God never changes. If it's his will now that we prosper and be in health, then it used to be his will that they prosper and be in health. Come on, are you with me out here? It is his will, guess what? And it will always be his will that his people prosper with silver and gold and stuff and be in health. And be in what? Hell. What was the first thing he did when he brought them out? He made them rich and he healed them. (laughs) Some of y'all ain't getting this. What was the first thing he did when he brought them out? He made them rich and he what? What did he do? He made them rich and he what? Healed them. And then he said, come on, I got a job for you to do. Come on, say amen, somebody. Do you know this is a prerequisite of being able to serve God? The way you want to serve him? Prosperity and health. Prosperity and health. And they are the two biggest areas the devil tries to steal prosperity and health because he knows it's incapacitating. He knows it hinders our service for God. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. See, you can do more with a healthy body and you can do more with plenty of money. Come on, we see it in the covenant. 
See, if you're sick and you can't get out of bed, how are you going to do the will of God? What if I was so sick that I couldn't come to church tonight? How could I come and preach to you? Come on, say amen, somebody. Take it further. If you're weak and feeble, how are you going to keep the schedule that God has called you to? Hello? See, I don't care how much money you got. You can have a lot of money and be so sick that you can't even raise your head. So how are you going to work for God like he wants you to? Think about that. Come on, this is common sense, folks. But on the other hand, what if you're healthy? You feel good. You're strong. But you don't have enough money to put gas in your tank just to get across town to minister to somebody. Oh, hallelujah. So that means you're also restricted. Come on. Your ministry is curtailed. Are you with me out here? But when you're healthy and you're strong with plenty of money, come on, have money, feel good, we'll travel. Come on, you're ready. Come on, you feel like doing it and you can afford to do it. Do you see why this is the first thing he the first thing he gives them was plenty of money and he made them healthy? That's the first thing he did for them. Gave them plenty of money and made them what? Health. Now the question is, where did they get all that money? Because if you look it up, it was billions, folks. It was billions. And you'll find not long after that, they built the tabernacle that was made with gold. It was made out of gold. Come on. Where did they get all that money? Because think about it. For 400 years, they've been slaves. There were no millionaire slaves in the bunch. Are you with me out there? All of them were what? Slaves. So where did they get all that money? They got it when he brought them out. What? When he brought them out. He brought them out with what? Silver and gold. Now we also know they, they was, got stupid and made a golden calf. But where did they get the money to do that? The same thing. When God brought them out, he brought them forth for what? Silver and gold. And understand this, you see, money in and of itself is not evil. You can do either thing with money. You can hurt people. You can be mean. And the more money you got, the meaner you can be. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. Why? It just amplifies what you can do. The more money you got, the more you can express how mean you are in different ways. <laughs> but if you want to do good things, the more money you got, the more good things you can do. Amen? 
You can express how good you are on many different levels, and you can have a further reach. Come on, are you with me out here? Go to Exodus 3.21. Because we, we will see how it happened. Exodus 3.21. Are you still with me out here? Exodus 3.21. <clears throat> now the Lord has revealed himself to Moses and the people as I am that I am. Then he sent Moses as a deliverer to deliver them out of the Egyptian bondage. And it's been four centuries now. How many centuries? Four centuries. You know, that's a long time. Amen. He told them, I'm going to do wonders in Egypt. Then in Exodus 3.21, notice what he says here. Because you got to really get this one right here. He said, I will give this people favor. You hear what I just said? I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall come to pass that when you go, you shall not go empty. <laughs> now, why did he say that? Think about this now. Why did he say that? He said that because why? He told his covenant man, Abraham, four centuries before. He said, I'm, I'm going to bring them out. And when I do, I will, they will not come out with empty pockets. Has God changed? Come on, has God changed? Are you with me out here? Amen. God has not changed. Are you with me? It says here, and you shall not go what? You shall not go what? Does God believe in empty pockets? He don't believe in empty pockets in our days? Why do we have so many? <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Do you believe in empty pockets? Come on, say I don't believe in empty pockets. Say God doesn't believe in empty pockets. And my pockets will not be empty numb up. <laughs> Verse 22. It says, but every woman, you know, we took the sent of women. But every woman shall what? Borrow. But in the Hebrew, this word actually doesn't mean that we think borrow. In the Hebrew, this word means ask. And it's because God ain't planning on paying anybody back. <laughs> and the Hebrew means ask. Amen. So every woman shall ask of her neighbor and of her that sojourneth in her house jewels of silver, ask for it. Jewels of gold, ask for it. Raiment, ask for it. And you shall put them on your sons and upon your daughters and you shall spoil the Egyptians. Go over to Exodus 12.30. 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 Exodus 12
because it shows us when it actually happened. It actually came to pass. So he said, you should ask for it. Ask for the jewelry. Ask for the gold. Come on, ask for the raiment. Put them on your sons and daughters and you shall spoil the Egyptians. Exodus 12, verse 30. It says, and Pharaoh did what? He rose up in the night, he and all his servants, and all the Egyptians. There was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. All the firstborn had died. And he called Moses and Aaron by night. And he said, rise up and get you forth from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. And take your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and be gone. And then he says, and bless me also. <laughs> That's strange, right? <laughs> that was much different. And the Egyptians were urging upon the people that they might send them out of the land in haste, for they said, we be all dead men. And the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading thralls being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel, what? Did according to the word of Moses. And they what? They borrowed or they asked of the Egyptians jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and raiment. And the Lord did what? The Lord gave the people favor. This is a manifestation of the blessing. And it's a manifestation of the covenant. Let me say it again. This is a manifestation of the blessing. And it's the manifestation of a what? Of covenant. Somebody say covenant. Now Sunday we talked about the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. And we saw several passages saying the same thing. Why? This is an established principle in the word of God. Why? Because we already seen it. Oh, you already seen it already, right? We saw it with Jacob. We saw it with Joseph. Now we're seeing it on a national level. Here now with millions of people. Now naturally, from the natural, you would think, you mean to tell me that the slaves are going to ask the owners to give them the safe And they're just going to give them to him? Here's the Savior. The slaves will go up and say, you know, that watch you got on or that, yeah, that jewelry, that bracelet and that ring you got on, I want, I, 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 can you give me that? You know those clothes that I seen you wear? You know, the $10,000 dress you had in there? I, I want that. Now, in the natural, you're thinking, you really think. Now, you're a slave now. You're going to go to your owner and say, I want everything. Where that, I, I don't see the pinky ring. Where is that? Come on, say amen, somebody. See, this seems incredible, and it seems unbelievable. And sometimes we, we, we read it too fast, but you've got to think about this. They're slaves. And back in those days, the masters killed them easily, instantly. But now they're going to go to their slave masters and say, I want everything. I want the safe. 
I want your clothes. I want all the jewelry. I want all the gold. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. amen. But here's, listen, but here's how God transfers things. How God what? Supernatural. 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 So that favor comes that couldn't come no other way but by the move of God. And people just look at you and go, okay. Favor. Everybody say favor. Come on, this supernatural favor, folks. This ain't natural. This is supernatural favor. Amen? Why? God has obligated himself through his covenant to these kind of things for his people. Even though it seems far-fetched, it happened where millions of people, listen, think about this now, millions of people throughout a whole nation that night, millions went to their slave owners and said, yeah, like, like I, I, can I have that right there? Millions. Come on, say amen, somebody. I, I want the gold. I want the silver. I don't want those fine clothes you have in your closet and the ones you have on. Millions in one night. And the Lord gave them favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they what? Lent unto them such thing as they required and they spoiled the Egyptians, meaning they stripped them and left with all the silver and the gold. They left rich. They left what? Rich. Hallelujah. Now understand this. At this time, they don't know about the tabernacle. He told them your kids will wear it. Ain't that what he said? He said, you will wear it. See, people will say, Pastor Walker, he's a prosperity preacher. Yes, I am. He should be talking about the kingdom of God. Well, here, he wasn't talking to them, talking to them about kingdom business. But that wealth wound up financing the kingdom. Come on, are you with me out here? See, God will use your natural desire for a new car to teach you about faith. Come on, you'll believe and you'll make your confession and you'll get that car. Somebody say, I'll get that car. Amen. And once you learn how to do that, you'll begin to grow. You'll learn how to believe for your house next. But all in there, he's teaching you how to sow to people. And eventually, you'll grow to where you're not concerned about yourself. Come on, are you with me out here? You grow beyond selfishness, and you become more and more kingdom-minded. And the principles you learn believing for your car, you're now believed to underwrite a ministry. 
It's not separate. Tell your neighbor, it's not separate. It's intervined, inter intertwined. Come on, say amen, somebody. It's intertwined. All of this money was headed somewhere. Amen? All this money was headed for somewhere, but guess what? They enjoyed some of it, too. It was headed somewhere, but they enjoyed some of it, too. Come on, say amen, somebody. Has God changed? Amen? Can he still do this kind of stuff? Is it his will to do these kind of things? Now, we know things don't happen overnight. And they don't always happen in a week or two. But if you will obey God and stay faithful to him, come on, stay faithful with him, the blessing is working over your life. Somebody say, the blessing is working over my life. And the covenant is in effect. And supernatural favor will come to you and influence people around you. Do you hear me? It influence people what? Around you. Now you have to be actively in faith now. Amen? You have to be actively in faith about this, believing for favor, believing for favor, believing for the blessing to manifest. Amen? So it happened just like the Lord said. Turn with me back to Exodus chapter 6, verse 1. Are you getting anything out of this? Just stay faithful. Obey God. Come on. And the blessings will work over your life. Just stay faithful in what? Obey God. Be, be, be actively in faith about this thing. Start believing God for supernatural favor. That's what we talked about Sunday. That's supernatural favor when that wealth of the sinner comes to the just. God has a supernaturally touched them and said, go give them that money. That's supernatural. But it happened before. And God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If God did it back in the Old Testament, he'll do it today. Why? Because it's part of my covenant. Exodus 6. Let's begin to talk about why it happened. Exodus 6, verse 1. And the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he what? Let them go. With a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham and Isaac and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But my name, Jehovah, was not known to them. And I have also established my what? My what? My what? I established my what? Covenant with them to give them. So why did he establish this covenant? To give them. To do what? To give them the land of Canaan and, their, and the land of their pilgrimage wherein they were strangers. I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I have, and I have what? Remembered my covenant. Listen to that now. What did he remember? 
this covenant. Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out. I will bring you out. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid, I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgment. And I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bring you out from under the burdens of Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob. He said, and I will bring you to the land concerning the which I did swear. I swore this. To do what? Give it to you. Who did he swear to? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you for inheritance. Why? Because I am the Lord. Now, do you see what this is to God? Do you see what this is to God? To him, it's about doing what he said he was going to do. Come on, are y'all with me out there? Keeping his covenant with his people. He said, I'm doing this because what? I said I'm going to do it. But skip over to Leviticus 26.3. He said, I'm doing this because I said I'm going to do it. Leviticus 26, verse 3. Because this is covenant talk. Say, neighbor, this is covenant talk. Now, this is a forerunner of Deuteronomy 28 when it talks about the blessing and the cursing and keeping God's law. This is the forerunner in Deuteronomy 28. He says in verse 3, are you there yet? If you walk in my statutes and keep my what? Commandments and what? And do them. Then will I what? Give you rain in due season. And the land shall yield her increase. Come on. And the trees of the field shall yield their what? Fruit. Now that was their livelihood, folks. But do you know how to apply this to our current day? Come on. See, you're doing something, and you wanted to yield some increase. Am I right or wrong? Come on. Do you have a right to the blessings for your stuff to be blessed and to increase? Come on. He says here, I will give you rain to do in their due season. That's what they needed because why? They were an agricultural community. Amen. Come on. Today, we need some money for that business. We need stocks and bonds and investments. Come on, say amen, somebody. Verse 5. And your threshing shall reach unto the vintage, and the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time, and you shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land safely. What does that mean? You'll never run out. Tell your neighbor, this is covenant talk. Hallelujah. See, you will not have used up, listen, you will not have used up what you have in store before something else comes in. Let me say it again. You will not have to use what, what, you, what you have in store already before something else comes in. Why? Because this is covenant. He said, I made my covenant with you, and here's your part. 
You do what I tell you to do. Come on. And I'll see to it this happens for you. But you do have a part. Verse 6. I will give you what? I will give peace in the land, and you shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. And I will rid evil beasts out of the land, neither shall a sword go through your land. Come on, this all belongs to you, folks. And you shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. Five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put 10,000 to flight. And your enemy shall fall before you by the sword. For I will have respect unto you. Come on, he says, for I will what? Have respect unto you and make you fruitful and multiply you. And here we go again. And establish my covenant with you. And do what? My what? Covenant. And you shall listen and you shall eat old store and bring forth the old because of the new. He's saying you'll have so much old stuff that you have to put out the old stuff just to make room for the new. Come on, do you believe this? Do you believe this? You have to pull out the last year's dresses, ladies, to make room for the new stuff. Come on, this is covenant talk, folks. This is covenant talk. Go back to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. Did God make covenant with his people? Did that covenant include wealth and riches? Say it again. Did that covenant include wealth and riches? Has he changed? Deuteronomy chapter 7, look at verse 6. It says here, For thou art a what? Holy people unto the Lord thy God. And the Lord thy God has what? chosen thee to be a what? Special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the Does this apply to you? Doesn't the New Testament call us a chosen generation? Doesn't it call us a royal priesthood? A holy nation? A peculiar people? Come on. But why did he say this? This is the covenant, and the covenant never changes. It never changes. Turn to Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6. This is the covenant, and what? And the covenant never changes. So everybody preach about everything in the covenant, but they want to, don't want to tell you in the covenant is wealth and riches. Yes, I want healing. I know healing is part of the covenant. My family is part of the covenant. But guess what? God said riches and wealth is part of the covenant. Yeah, amen. I want the whole pie. I don't want just a piece. Why? 
Because all they preach is pieces of the pie. And people don't preach the whole pie. Hebrews 8, 6. Look at this now. But now has he obtained a more excellent ministry. Who is he? Jesus. But how much also he's a mediator of a what? Better covenant, which was established upon what? Better promise. He didn't say a different one. He just said a better one. In other words, at the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, we got everything they had plus. You know what I just said? We got everything they had what? Plus. Go back to Deuteronomy chapter 7. <clears throat> Verse 7. We got everything they had plus, folks. Verse 7. Are you there? The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor chose you, because you were more in number than any other people, for you were the fewest of all people. He's getting them straight now. Come on, you see this now. But because the Lord what? Because the Lord what? Loved you. And because he would what? Keep the oath which he has sworn unto your fathers. Why is he doing these things? Because he loves you, number one, and to keep the oath that he swore. Amen. That he swore unto your fathers, has the Lord brought you out with a what? Mighty hand, and he redeemed you out the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth what? With keep of what? Covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a what? Thousand generation. That's why we're coming up financially. Why? Because we got a covenant keeping God. God's keeping that same covenant, folks. We have a covenant keeping God. We have a covenant keeping God. Hallelujah. Verse 12. Wherefore it shall come to pass, if you hearken to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord thy God shall keep thee what? Unto thee the what? The covenant and the mercy which he swear unto thy fathers. And he said, I will love thee. And what? Bless thee. And what? Multiply thee. He will also bless the fruit of thy womb and the fruit of thy land and thy corn and thy wine and thy oil and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Stop right here. Can you add to this list? Come on. They didn't have stocks. They didn't have computer business. They didn't have shops. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. If, if, if they had those things... They would have been on the list. But whatever you're into, whatever your field of endeavor is, you put it in there. Say it again. You put it in there. Come on. He will love thee and bless thee and multiply thee. He will also bless the fruit of thy womb and the fruit of thy land and thy corn and thy wine and thy oil and increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. 
in the land which he swore unto thy fathers to give thee. And then he says, Thou shalt be blessed. Oh, mama. Thou shalt be blessed above all people. Nobody will be more blessed than you. <laughs> now, this is for everybody that believes now. Then he said, there shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. In other words, the blessing will flow all the way down to your dog <laughs> or your cat. Or your goldfish, whatever you have. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. See, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Amen. I'm saying I'm blessed, but y'all gonna say it too. <laughs> I'm, blessed. I'm blessed. All my stuff is blessed for us. Everything I have is blessed. But why? Because the blessing is on me. Come on, this church is blessed. Every seat is blessed. Every member of this congregation is blessed. Amen. Every flower, every tree, every plant is blessed. Amen. The parking lot is blessed. Amen. And come on, the cars that you go back and forth in are blessed. Amen. The houses you drive back to are blessed. Amen. Everything in your house, your couch, your sofa, come on, say amen, somebody. Everything in your house is blessed because why? Because it flows down. Amen. So everything is blessed. And then it says in verse 15, here we go again. And the Lord will take away from thee all sickness. Doesn't this sound familiar? Come on. Doesn't this sound familiar? Prosperity and health. Prosperity and health. And he says, and I will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt which thou know upon thee but will lay them upon them that hate thee. Ooh, my, my, shake it. Come on, this is covenant, folk. And this covenant is mine. It's mine. It's mine. As we close, go to Deuteronomy 8, 6. Come on, this covenant is mine, folks. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 6. Come on, we got to start tapping into all the covenant. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 6. It says, Therefore thou shalt what? Keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to what? Fear him. Why is he saying this? Because this is your part of keeping the covenant. Why? So that I may do this. Come on, does this apply to us today? Come on, it does, but it's simplified. Let me say it's simplified. Keep a marker here and go to, do, go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. It does, but it's what? Simplified. 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. 1 John 3, 22. Are you there? <clears throat> And whatsoever we ask 
we receive of him because we keep his what? Commandments. And do those things that are what? Pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment. That we should believe on the name of his son Jesus Christ. And do what? And do what? Love one another as he gave us what? Commandments. In other places it says the commandments are fulfilled in this. Faith and love. Faith and love. So it applies to us. But it's not a matter of us trying to check off every ordinance and every commandment. If you walk in faith and you walk in love, you are keeping your part of the covenant, which gives God the right to do what he said he was going to do for you. But you got to walk in faith and you got to walk in. You got to walk in faith and you got to walk in love. Now go, to right, go back to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 7. So it does apply to us. And once again, it's not a matter of us trying to check off every ordinance and check off every commandment. If you walk in faith and you walk in love, you are keeping your part of the covenant, which God says, now I have a right to do what I said I'm going to do in your life and give you the riches and the wealth. That's one of the reasons the devil tries to get you so much to get out your love walk. Even at work today. Deuteronomy 8, 7. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee what? Into a good land, the land of brooks, of water, of fountains, of depths that spring out of valleys and hills, a land, oh, come on, are y'all reading this? The Lord, and the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains, and depths that spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of oil, olive, and honey. Now, if you're living in a society what does that sound like to them? Come on, that sounds like what? Prosperity. Come on, that sounds like what? Prosperity. And the land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Oh, And thou shalt not lack anything in it. A land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass, Verse 10, when, not if, when thou hast eaten and are full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he has given thee. Come on, say amen, somebody. He said, you shall eat bread without scarceness, and you shall not lack anything. Now skip down to verse 17, because he's going to warn them because it's going to happen. You're going to be rich. And you're going to be blessed. Why? Because it's a part of your covenant. Because it's a part of your covenant. Amen. But then he gives them a warning in verse 17. He tells them what you don't do this. And thou say in thy heart. That my education. My degree. My experience in this area. Because that's what people do. 
Come on, oh, that's cool that I went to. That's, that's why I'm where I'm at today. You know, it was a person that I, I, I worked under. He taught me everything, and I studied him. He said, don't say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. See, he already told them, this hasn't happened because, you, this hasn't happened because you're the mightiest nation out here. Come on. And you're the most special people. He said, it happened to you because I love you. And I made a covenant with your father Abraham. Verse 18. But thou shalt what? Remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. (laughs) God gives you power to get wealth. God gives you power to get wealth. I'm talking about God will give you power to get wealth. God give you power. The New Living Translation reads, he's the one who gives you power to be successful. The Living Bible reads, always remember, always remember that it is the Lord your God who gives you power to become rich. Then he tells you why. That he may establish his covenant. Which his what? His what? His what? This is part of my covenant? That he may establish his covenant, which he swear to thy fathers, as it is this day. Is there a covenant of God that includes riches and wealth? Come on, are we reading this right? The New English Version reads it this way as we close. He says, remember, it is the Lord your God who gives you the power to become rich. He does this because he is still faithful today to the covenant he made with your ancestors. I have a covenant. I have a covenant. And it includes... Wealth and riches, as well as health. Come on, say, I have a covenant. Glory to God. Lift your hands to the Lord. See, you got to start placing demand on all of the covenant, not just bits and pieces of the covenant. That's why you have to have faith in every area. Amen? Amen. Father, we just thank you and praise and we glorify you. I thank you. I have a covenant with you, Lord. I have a covenant. I have a covenant. And you are a covenant-keeping God. So I expect financial breakthroughs. I expect financial miracles. I expect riches and wealth to come into my household coming to this ministry. Come on, say amen somebody. Why? Because I'm in covenant. I have a covenant with God. God is a covenant keeping God. The only reason we have been walking in this is because we have not understood what's in the covenant. But now you know what's in the covenant. 
Now God expects you to place a demand on what's in his covenant. And walk in faith, walk in love, and he'll do his part. And he'll do his part. He'll do his part to supernaturally talk to somebody. Come on, supernaturally, your face will come across somebody's desk that don't even know you. And they'll start praying for you and praying for you. And next thing you know, they say they start looking for you. It ain't got to be in the Virgin Islands. It can be in Australia. Make it run across your face on Facebook. <laughs> Hallelujah. And God will make your face jump out at them. And they'll start praying for you and praying for you. Next thing you know, they say, I got to bless them. Come on, do you believe this? Is it part of your covenant? It's got to respect your person. If he did it for them, and I have a better covenant established upon better promises, how much more should he do it for me? Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you and we praise you. Hallelujah.